Hey awesome people, welcome all to Her Voice. I'm Chetna here, your host, the mother of two amazing kids and a lovely dog. This podcast series has been started with an intent to give a platform to all the women out there who want to share their little inner voice. You might be a student, you might be a manager, you might be a CEO, you might be a director, or you might be a wife, you might be a daughter, or you might be a sister. Wherever you come from, whatever title you have earned for yourself, but there is always a little inner voice which has to be nurtured, which has to be loved, which has to be heard. And this is a platform where it is going to help you to share that little inner voice. This podcast is going to bring in women from varied culture, from varied background to share their little Welcome Mashmi, welcome to Her Voice Podcast. First of all, I would like to thank you for taking out time and second is willing to share your journey to my audience, which is truly an inspiring one. So the first question Mashmi to you is, who is Mashmi? That's kind of a complex one. I'll try to answer it as simple as possible. Mashmi is a bit of a lot of things. So there's a side of me which is very traditional. I was born in Berlin. So I came to India when I was eight and a half. I guess in some ways when, when I saw my country for the first time, it was with the eyes of an outsider. I fell in love with my country. I have that part of me which really like, you know, wants to learn the culture, learn the traditions, really know the stories, really know what we are. That's one side of me. But there's also the very rebellious side which needs to like, you know, be heard which needs to be myself regardless of, you know, the, the tenets of society. You know, I do have my own value system and yeah, I need to be true to it. And so there's another side, like, you know, that's, that's completely not, you know, dependent on society. And a big part of me is the mom in me because, you know, I, I'm a single mom. I've raised my three daughters on my own and my world has revolved around them for Many, many years, I've been a home mom for 15 years by choice. And I loved my time with them. Like, you know, I I just so enjoyed it. One of the reasons was that I wanted to be there when my daughters come back from school. I didn't want them to come home to to an empty house. So that was a choice, you know, that I wanted to make. And I was able to. And I've seen them grow up, you know, enjoyed every single moment, every hug, every smile. And that's precious me so yeah that's that's a gift you know that that I have so that's a big part of me and now that they're growing up I'm rediscovering other sides of myself which which I had kind of forgotten also because I'm a single mom like you know I, I wanted to play the role of many people other than the mom being a dad an uncle and aunt grandparents everything possible you you kind of want to make up for you know things that that are not there so that was there but so now I'm, I'm rediscovering other sides of myself and it's kind of nice, like suddenly this adventure has opened up to me and I'm quite ready for it and quite happy about it. So yeah, it's like all these things together and that's quite exciting. It's quite adventurous. It's a lot of fun. So I guess, yeah, that's Mushmi. Okay, great to know Mushmi. As you were telling Mushmi that you were born in Berlin, studied in Kolkata and uh, now in Auroville. So how this each level of transitions and 
I would love to know you as a kid, you as a wife, you as a mother. So if you can just tell me how Maushmi's persona has changed at each different levels. Well, it's changed a lot because I was an extremely shy kid, like really shy. I I was a bookworm, and and I used my book to kind of shield myself. So if I had to be in public, I'd always have a book in front of me. So it would act as a reason for me not to have to socialize, and I can hide behind my book. So that was me when I was a kid, and I had a cycle, and we lived in the suburbs in Kolkata. so i'd i'd be always on my cycle like roaming around and i loved doing that as i grew up i think i i kind of unfurled my wings a bit because when i went to high school i changed schools and there i suddenly became very popular and that was a very heady feeling i had a lot of friends and like you know a bunch of us we lived in the same locality like our school was quite far from our in our neighborhood but so then we friends we used to be out on our cycles and we we'd go by local bus uh, together to schools you know i i suddenly discovered this very social side to myself also which was fun college was a bit of the same then i joined the bank uh, before that i did sales so i think that also helped me a lot like when i was in college i i did door to door i worked as an interpreter for a german football team i worked for procter and gamble i i did the school to school awareness uh, campaigns for you know girls who are growing up and you know the problems they face during menstruation and stuff i think that opened me up also because you know i i had to overcome a lot of things like you know my shyness for one and how to speak how to you know because when you're doing door to door a lot of people bang the door close at you after some time you learn not to take it personally that's a huge lesson you know and that stays with you all your life like especially in your career so i think that helped me so when i actually gave my exams and interviews and everything for for uh, the bank educationally i was just a graduate i wasn't a big deal like in that way there were uh, boys and girls much more qualified than me who were also there in the competition but i think because i had that exposure already of of the outside world and how to like, deal with it that helped me in in you know doing a good job with the interviews so i got through so that was another like you know part of me the the banking experience and then like you know i i got married and it was a very conscious decision on my part that i didn't want to do career i wanted to be like you know um, enjoying my family life and you know giving my energy into that so i left my job and then i got married then i had my kids and yeah that's something i've always like like no regrets about that i'm really happy i had that you know those years and i did my own stuff i i learned craft i i learned all sorts of craft at home i learned magic yeah i like doing crazy things <laughs> so i i learned all these magic tricks and stuff because i wanted to do those in my daughter's birthdays and stuff like that i did a lot of like and you know, i used to love organizing my daughter's birthdays so a lot of fun so yeah that was my journey like so ashwin mean, like when is that an individual will get to know that okay as you told you were happy to be a mother of three daughters and then when is that you got to know that okay there is beyond mother there is something else also with maushmi so how was that transition and how did you get to know that i think the transition was quite brutal it happened when my daughters became teenagers then they obviously didn't need me so much suddenly you know i was this person out of work out of a big job 
because you know like my mainstay was my daughters for many years and being a single parent you kind of try to be everything to them like so suddenly being out of that job was was quite a blow so i had to pick myself up and i think i had to grow up Mm. because i think i was the sulking person for a bit like you know why don't my daughters need me anymore what am i going to do with myself i don't i don't know myself beyond you know that role but then like you know there's no going back so you have to go forward so that's what i did and then i actually realized it it's also quite kind of fun because like i said there are more sides of me which were lost it's it's nice to be exploring that now so and doing things which which i love which has got nothing to do with anything else so that that's how the transition happened actually as i was just sharing uh, maushmi that many of us still struggle to find that balance rather than balance i, I can tell you like where to give the priority but what is the thin line of difference when it comes to thinking about ourselves uh, and how one can make out that difference it's tricky because you know it's a balance like you said so i guess most of it is instinctive because there are times when the mother in you wins like you know you you leave everything and you attend to your daughters but then there are times when you tell your daughters also that look i'm also a human being and now that you're growing up you must see me as one because that is also like adding to your growth to to be able to respect me as a human being so it's kind of tricky sometimes asking for your space sometimes sacrificing your space lovingly because you know you do want to be there for them i would say it's completely instinctive like you know moment to moment there okay, is that. no hard and fast rule as such yeah so maushmi what is that you feel proud of yourself during this journey well the journey has been tough quite often <laughs> there's a lot that i do feel proud of now that you know i'm i'm looking back I think the one thing that I'm proud of is that I never gave up. I didn't always know the answers. I didn't know sometimes like you know what would make things better, but I always tried. Like you know when you're a mom of 3 kids, it's a bit like you know you're drowning. You have to like come to the other side of the you know river. You don't have a choice because three lives are kind of depending on you. Then you just go on. You know you don't care about whether you know the answers or whether you know what you have to do you just keep on trying and and finding your answers so i guess that's something i'm proud of that that i didn't give up that i kept on trying and today we are in a place of peace and joy and we we have our own world we have our own like fun laughter and giggles and it's been a journey to reach that yeah so what is the most exciting or interesting part of being a mom yeah it's kind of difficult like I think I'm the most myself when I'm with my daughters. Like, you know, it's it's a completely heart connection. And um I can be my absolute genuine, complete authentic, vulnerable uh, person when I'm with my daughters. And my marriage, like, you know, it it was quite abusive. So the four of us we we went through a lot. You know, I I can't say that I'm the only one who went through it and, you know, protected them and like you know did everything it's been vice versa they have also protected me taken care of me so there's a very very deep strong loving bond that we have they teenagers now so oh my god i'm never right it's not possible for me to be right at this moment 
and yet you know when when there are like you know these situations i don't need to think i know they're there beside me and i see that between the sisters also and and that is so special to to have that in life that's beautiful i think daughters around and uh, when they're grown up i think you when you all growing along with them it's like a very uh, wonderful yeah. journey it becomes in fact so uh, maushni what is that interesting part like you told that you are exploring your other side of it during this exploration i know that you got something has clicked for you and you stick to that so can you tell me your journey of that part of it so i did teaching here for a while you know while i was a teacher we we had this retreat which was offered to us so we went for this retreat and we teachers you know we we got a lot of care from this place uh, in in Oroville it's a center it's a healing center so i had this schedule where things were written down like today you have a massage today you have this today and then there was this thing called watsu and i had no clue what that is like i asked like you know what is this and they said just wear your swimming costume and get into the pool like come come and meet meet us there i was like okay like and then i went through the process and i was completely hooked it was just so beautiful so caring and it's like going into a completely different world i found something which is precious to me and but then at that point actually my daughters were still very young so i did one course like there are a series of courses that you have to do to like you know become a practitioner so i did one but then i couldn't continue because they were still very young but recently and it's funny because uh, watsu's a lot to do but with touch because you're holding your client in your arms and once my kids became teenagers they suddenly didn't need mom anymore you know my my arms suddenly became empty like you know my my youngest daughter even like 2 years back she used to literally sleep on my arm she never used a pillow and now i have to bribe her to get a hug like you know once in a while it's it's like suddenly my world has completely changed and and i miss that i i could make up that physically i'm really missing that that giving care and that's when i remembered watsu and and then i started my journey again and now i've gone very far like you know i've done a lot of courses and and i had a like you know an issue with with touch because of my marriage and you know the abuse that i faced over there so it was difficult and i think while i was becoming a therapist to to heal others I went through a huge journey of healing myself which was so precious because I feel in many ways you know that gave me a completion which which I wouldn't have got otherwise because a couple of years ago I I, I tried tango and um, I remember I was literally pushing my partner away like you know something you're not supposed to do when you're doing tango but for me my space and touch is is very like you know I'm I'm very sensitive so for that to you know um develop into a space where i can take a client and i can give that client care and i can feel completely comfortable and caring while i'm doing that it's it's been a huge journey and and yeah like you know i'm i'm really happy where i am now with with all that if my audience how to know more about watsu marshmi where they can find you and how they can reach you out if they have to connect with you is I I have my own center in Oroville called Mudita which I started like a couple of months back so that's one place where of course uh, anyone can experience what Watsu is about but also I have a friend in Bangalore uh, called Kavita she runs a program called Aquafit so I'm collaborating with her 
and we'll be doing what to in in you know the centers that that she uh, does uh, her work in it's a great marshme i think listeners if you want to reach out or know more about what so i i would be mentioning their uh, links in the description so just uh, stay connected with them so marshme how is that an individual can benefit through watsu so watsu actually the full form is water shiatsu it's shiatsu in water so when we uh, learn about so we have to learn all the pressure points in the body different ailments different you know ways of taking care uh, different stretching positions and things like that the simple way of putting it is your when you're taking your client into water so one of the requisites of watsu is that the water has to be warm because the movements are very slow and the body is slowing down the metabolism is slowing down so you will feel cold if it's normal water it has to be warm water so that's number 1 and when you're in warm water your muscles are relaxing your nervous system is relaxing also because um when you're in water gravity is not acting on your body your skeleton system actually uh, relaxes and opens up so with very simple movements a lot can be done in water which is not possible in you know on, on land you know so there are multiple benefits like one is on the physical level there are many ailments which can be taken care of injuries muscle pain different traumas but also on the emotional level like you know we we hold a lot of trauma in our body somatically also a lot can be done i mean it's not that we actively do something as you're moving your client in the water you are actually finding relief on many levels things like depression stress anxiety sleep disturbances all sorts of things like you know in in a couple of sessions clients have really found like you know there's there's a huge difference and the biggest is the care so like you know nowadays in our world the one thing that we really really miss is connection everything has become so virtual and non physical and to get physical care which is non transactional where there is nothing that you have to give is very difficult to find so this the simple thing of holding a client with care and compassion it has a huge healing effect and we see it every day so that's our reward as practitioners to see how easy it is with just the pure intention of care to to change a person's you know whole life yeah that's why what's so special to me what would you recommend for the people who fear water what's you i've had clients who are completely scared of water when you're in someone's arms there's a a uh, question of trust as as you're holding the client and as you're slowly moving them you you have to inculcate trust in the person so that that's a process and i've had like like you know clients that have literally been grabbing on to me in the beginning and really scared and in the end like you know we we do have a process where we can also take them underwater with nose clips so i've tried it on that same client on the same day and at one point they they actually got up to tell me in my ear that you can take me longer like i'm fine with it so that is so gratifying you know when you see that you know that that trust has been created and they're loving their journey in water because water is very special it, it has an emotional connect you know to us and to be able to enjoy water is very important oh so, great actually i fear water like you definitely need water <laughs> 
have you ever felt that you had some inner voice telling you mosh me do this do this and you have ignored that because of so many other reason and now are you able to hear that voice of yours yeah i think i think that's a side actually that i tend to call renegade because socially we are programmed to think with our head mm. you know we 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 always like you know we give our head like our intelligence precedence over everything and i think as a you know that's that's been helped in the in the fact that i was a mom to to learn to listen to your gut and to your heart and every time i haven't done that i've been in like you know dark waters so i've learned to trust my heart and my gut and and follow that by nature i guess i'm more an instinctive person than a thinking person that works for me like i like going with the flow and and you know just listening to my instincts Okay, okay, got it. So, Mahashmi, what is that one final message you would love to share to my audience? I would say the learning that I've had in in my life personally is that ultimately it it never pays not to be authentic. So, we we tend to do things because of outside situations, because of expectations or you know thought expectations. Also, sometimes we think people are expecting certain things. maybe they are not but you know we have that whole story in our head and ultimately the only regrets that we actually have is of not having been authentic of not having you know spoken from our heart and you know genuinely so that would be one message i would have that it's not easy to be authentic but ultimately it's the easiest like you know when you look back you realize you know that was actually the easiest thing you could do and another thing is to be vulnerable again that's so difficult to be vulnerable but it's so precious you know most of the things that that you get which are gifts which are special which are genuine are when you're vulnerable and and it takes strength you know we we always think vulnerability is weakness it's so not true it's it's only when you know we are not strong that we can't be vulnerable so that by itself is a journey to to be authentic to be vulnerable to be ourselves and not care about you know who's judging us because when you are yourself the right people come to you and uh, that's something i tell my daughters also that when you get rid of negative people in your life you make space for positive people there might be a time when when you don't have anyone in your life and you feel like you know that's forever but that's just an interim like you know you will always have you know your tribe coming to you and and you you find it like you just need to make space for it so yeah that would be my message i guess that's such a wonderful message moshmi thank you thank you moshmi for your time hey listeners if you enjoyed listening to this episode please leave your review and don't forget to share it among your friends and family and do subscribe to my podcast And until my next episode believe in yourself love yourself and live the life that you're dreamt of this is chetna here signing off for now